you know, in Genesis, someone like Enoch, he's a good example of someone who was walking with God in such evil times, you know, and God, um, God just decided, I want this, I want him with me, you know, up in heaven. Welcome to the Oh My Geekers podcast, where we educate others while educating ourselves on an array of topics. We also review movies, books, and TV shows. Hello there, and welcome to the Oh My Geekers podcast. I'm here with Zeke. I'm your host, Jeanette. Hey, Zeke. Hi. Um, We are going to be talking about what, Zeke? We're going to be talking about Genesis chapter 5. This is a part of our series in Genesis that we're doing. Uh, uh, We're on our fifth episode. Yeah, Uh, and we're just going, we're pretty much just taking it verse by verse and just talking about each verse as we go through each chapter. So what we do, what we're doing actually, is we're reading... Uh, Genesis, and then we're kind of commentating on each verse. So, Zeke, do you want to read the first verse? Yeah, so, this is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the image of God. He created them male and female, and blessed them and called them mankind in the day that they were created. Okay, so here in verse uh, one and one and two, it's talking about the genealogy of Adam. So, who wrote this book again? Can you remind our well, Mo- Moses was the one who wrote the book of Genesis. And oh, okay. He's... Well, I just won't. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> he he was very well versed in both. Uh, Hebrew and Egyptian history as he uh, grew up both Hebrew and Egyptian. So. Wow. So how did he how did he obtain the genealogy of Adam? Well, he probably heard this account from his father, Amram. Uh, Amram was uh, the grandson of Levi. Uh, Levi probably heard this story from his father, uh, Jacob, who may have, Jacob, the patriarch, uh, he may have heard it from Isaac, and Isaac was uh, alive at the time when Shem was still alive. Uh, Shem had longevity, so uh, Shem may have heard this from his grandfather, Lamech, who may have heard it from Adam himself. Uh, these are seven people who may have told this story. Uh, okay, so why is this genealogy important? Well, Moses lists these people so that the reader knows that the Messiah, that he, that the whole Bible is about, that the Messiah has a direct genealogy from Adam and all the people that came from Adam and was not a phantom figure. He didn't come out of nowhere he didn't come he he wasn't just some man who had become god or a god that had just become man out of nowhere mm. he actually 
was both man and God and had a direct claim to Adam's, like, basically Adam's heir. Wow. So it says here in in the verse that he made him in the likeness of God. So what 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 does that mean? What is it the likeness of God? Uh so when it says he was made in the likeness of God, it's the same word as image or idol. In the ancient world and the ancient Near East, idols represented what a god looked like and his characteristics. Uh, in this narrative, though, a man, basically all men, shows the character of God's creativity and spirit. Okay, because I, I was starting to think, like, wait, only God made man in the likeness, or made man in, you know, in the image of God, but here it said he made him in the likeness of God. You know, he made Adam in the likeness of God, he created them male and female. And so I'm, I just needed to understand like why he was saying, saying that, like I knew he made him in the image of God, but I didn't understand what the likeness of God. So thank you for clarifying that, that the likeness of God is the same word as image, but in, in the ancient world, you know, idols represented what God had looked like in their characteristics. So, and and then you said in this narrative, a man shows the character of God's creativity and spirit. Yeah, so basically attacking the ancient Near Eastern belief that a you needed to have an image in your home. It's saying that, no, because you have your family, you have yourself, you are that image of God, and you should, you being that image, should seek after God Himself if you are to actually worship something. Because mm -hmm. you have images all around you, and you know that they're flawed, you know that you're flawed, so mm. you, you should look within the good qualities within people and within yourself that is contrary to your imperfection and you should realize that there is a god out there mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense um why do you think god blessed mankind because it says in the verse that um he blessed mankind yeah so he blessed... wait, wait 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 it says sorry and blessed them and called them mankind so yeah. he blessed them and called them mankind. Yeah, so he, he, he blessed them in the first in the back in the first chapter, Moses explains that this blessing allowed man to fill the world with his offspring and rule over it with an authority like his creator. Uh did you wanna know about uh called them mankind? Yeah. So mankind the word mankind is Adam in the Hebrew, which is Adam. He called them Adam. So oh, uh, he called them Adam. He created them male and female. Mm -hmm. But when it is he created them and blessed them and called them, all of those thems in the Hebrew are actually 
so they're hard to translate into English because they're actually gendered terms. They are masculine, mm -hmm. masculine plural. Mm -hmm. So he made them, meaning masculine plural them, female and male. So it shows that them, meaning Adam, uh, was one being with his wife. What? When two come together, they are one. Okay, so that's what that means. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, ver verse three. And, Go ahead. Go ahead. And Adam lived one hundred and thirty years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. So Adam right here is reflecting God's ability to create in his own image because he himself is made in the image of God. So since God was able to bara, uh, create out of nothing, man, after his own image and his own likeness, Adam is able to beget, uh, notice it doesn't say bara, so uh, it, it it's... What does bara mean again? So, bara means to create something out of nothing. Did we already go over this yes, in another chapter? Yes, it was in the first uh, chapter, the first, first chapter, episode. The first episode, so... Of the series that we're doing so on Genesis. God, okay. he barad mm -hmm. Adam, and then Adam, he begat. Mm -hmm. So, he was be able to beget, but... And beget is, of course, is not out of nothing. Mm -hmm. It's out of pre-existing materials. So he was able to make a man in his image, in his likeness. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's basically showing that Adam is like a child to God in the same way that Seth is a child to Adam. And so... And, and this is uh, reflected in, I believe, it was either Matthew or Luke's um, genealogy, where it goes all the way to Adam, and it says, uh, like, the son of Seth, who was the son of Adam, who was the son of God. Oh, I see. Wow. That's interesting. So I guess I'm going to, in verse 4, it says, after he begot Seth... The days of Adam were 800 years, and he had sons and daughters. So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. So I think this is a lot of years, and a lot of people being born within those years. And I, I thought, like, wow, our country isn't even that old. And Adam was almost a hundred years old when he begat them, right? Yeah, he, he had was like hundred hundreds of years old. He he was old enough to even speak with his uh, great 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 like great like so there was like there were like ten generations. Oh, okay. Uh, there was like he was able to speak up to like the seventh or eighth generation. Well, just think about it. He was, he, he lived to be like almost a thousand years old, right? Mm -hmm. 
that's insane. Like, that's, I mean, it, yeah, it just kind of reminds me of that scripture. One day is, is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. I don't know how that fits in, but. Well, I, it fits in because when, when the serpent, well, when uh, God said, in the day you eat of it, you shall die. But he didn't actually physically, he, he spiritually died that day, but he didn't physically die mm -hmm. that day. But uh, according to the book of Peter, and also this is supported in uh, Jewish theology, uh, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years. So when it says, in the day that you eat of it, he's both talking about the day the literal day mm -hmm. uh that he spiritually died but he's also talking about the metaphorical day you will not live to be 1000 years or 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 like that's just crazy yeah wow okay so <laughs> why don't we go ahead and read you can go ahead and read the next uh, scriptures of genealogy because I'm terrible with names. <laughs> okay, Seth lived 105 years and begot Enosh. After he begot Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. Enosh lived 90 years and begot Canaan. After he begot Canaan, Enosh lived 815 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enosh were 905 years and he died. Canaan lived 70 years and begot Mahalel. After he begot Mahalel, Canaan lived 840 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Canaan were 910 years and he died. Mahalel lived 65 years and begot Jared. After he begot Jared, Mahalel lived 830 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Mahalel were 895 years. And he died. Whew, that's a lot of names and genealogies. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting to see that all these people, they lived almost to be a thousand years. Yeah, and what's trip. also interesting, the pattern. So we can assume that these people had their first ch child at almost 100 years of age, or even a little bit over that. So the pre-flood climate was obviously gracious to people's health and made them live that long and be younger for a longer period of time. Could you imagine like not having kids till you were like a hundred? That's to me, that's like just a weird thought. Actually, it says in the Bible that um, God's given us about 70 years and by reason of strength more, like a few more, <laughs> a few more years. Most people die, you know, around seven uh, in their seventies, maybe even earlier than that. Well, I, I can't really say most people die certain that like of old age, I should say, like in their 70s. Mm -hmm. So and the Bible says, teach us to number our days that we and I think it's in that same scripture. I, I want to say I don't want to say the wrong psalm, but it's in Psalms. And 
didn't have I don't have any notes on that it just came to my mind but it's in the Psalms and it talks about teaching and I know it's close to Psalm 91 but it could be the Psalm before Psalm 91 but it says teach us the number of days that we may gain a, a heart of wisdom so you know what how about I read the next verses mm-hmm. verse 18 to 24 Jared, oh wait, you can go ahead and read okay. these because there are too many crazy names. Okay, well, it's actually only two names. Okay. Well, except for that long one. Okay, go ahead. So, Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. After he begot Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God for 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. So this has always, this scripture has always kind of just, I'll say it again, boggled my mind. It's really trippy to me because it says, and he was not, for God took him. So is, I've always wondered, is Enoch a representation of the rapture? Uh, Perhaps uh, in, in the book of Hebrews, it reveals that Enoch did not see death because of his faith. And in the book of Jude, uh, he was prophesying that in the end times, both probably the end times before the flood and the end times before the rapture, the, the, the tribulation, that false prophets would be judged. Obviously, he is an example of a man of faith and was raptured as the church will be raptured. Uh, he, he's one of two people that were actually taken up into heaven and did not see death the other one being elijah yeah can you tell our listeners if they don't know what the word raptured means and where it came from uh, oh yeah so the word rapture means so it's a theological term uh it's used in this discussion called pre-millennial millennialism and a millennial is a thousand years the a thousand year reign of christ you have like all, all these eschatol- eschatological views Esca- eschatology means end times yeah. view end times uh it's a theological term yeah. for end times yeah but what has become very popular especially in like the southern baptist and Calvary Chapel and Charismatic um, denominations is that uh, they believe that before the Great Tribulation where the Antichrist will be revealed and Jesus will come back and take his earth, uh, before the seven-year tribulation there will be an event called the Rapture and that is when uh, believers will be transported up into the air to meet with Christ 
and to have a seven-year feast with him before he finally returns to Earth uh, with 10,000 of his saints. That, that's actually a quote from uh, the Book of Jude. Enoch said it. And so th th this idea was popularized, I think, by uh, the Bible translator Darby. Uh, and there, there, there's disagreement on whether or not he was uh, right about this, but uh, the, the idea even goes further back to this uh, book called The Shepherd of Hermes, which is kind of like Pilgrim's Progress, but was like second century Christian book. Mm -hmm. uh, not Gnostic, actually, pretty anti-Gnostic and but but not inspired not the inspired word of god mm -hmm. but a lot of uh church leaders had uh read it and it was like directly after the time that john had been preaching about revelation so wow so the term uh the theological term rapture means caught up and it comes yes. from a greek word correct well, it comes from a Latin, a Latin sorry. Rapturos. Rapuzo. Oh, it, I guess it depends on... How do you say that in, in the Latin? I, I think it's raptuso. Mm-hmm. Which, which means caught up, right? It Snatched. Means to take. Yeah, like violently take, right? Violently take. It's, a, mm -hmm. it's got other um, cognates. Yeah, and in the book of Thessalonians, I'm not sure if it's first or second Thessalonians, but... Um, I believe in chapter four, it talks about the rapture. The actual word rapture is not in the Bible, um, but the... Um... It, it, it's implied, and it's implied because it is not an essential. Mm -hmm. And so when we get to the book of Revelation, we will like... Break it down. <laughs> break it down. Uh, mm -hmm. and also in Thessalonians we'll break it down more uh, but this is nothing to get obs uh, obsessed about, uh, get yeah. obsessed about mm -hmm. uh, it's good to know it's good to know it's good to know and understand and I think that if we have our mindset on heaven and have our mindset on the Lord coming back then it gives us hope yeah so you know when we read about you know in Genesis someone like Enoch He's a good example of someone who was walking with God in such evil times, you know, and God, um, God just decided, I want this, I want him with me, you know, up in heaven. So that's kind of the way I look at that. So, um, I guess we could read the next verse. Okay, so. Methuselah lived 187 years and begot Lamech. After he begot Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died. Wow, 969 years. Yeah, this, this is the oldest man mentioned in the Bible, when he dies, uh, if you add up the genealogies, like overlay them, 
Which genealogies? Uh, these ten genealogies. If you over ten genealogies here in these scriptures. Yes. Oh, okay. In if, Genesis if you, chapter five. In Genesis chapter five, if you uh, actually do the math okay. and overlay them, uh, you can actually see that uh, Methuselah died the year of the flood. Uh, what did he die in the flood? Uh, probably not. Oh, okay. <laughs> probably not. It, so, uh, the, the, the theory is, is, and, and this is just a theory. It's actually, this is a theoretical, the, the, how do you say that? The, theoretical? Theoretical. It's Bible scholars disagree on this, but. Uh, Are they speculating? <laughs> this is a speculation. This is on, a speculation. On it's, Bible scholars. It's a very clever speculation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But there's actually, obviously it's not dogmatic it's not dogmatic and there are actually other uh ideas okay. that which kind of uh make this less likely but this one and makes th this sense. is a, th this kind of makes a little bit of sense it's kind of clever okay uh people believe that uh the etymology of uh the name Methuselah means dying Hebrews from Muth, which means death, and Shelah, which uh, means to bring. So uh, it would be dying he will bring, and people think that uh, Enoch uh, prophesied over his son saying dying he shall bring the flood. Uh, either that or uh, like... It means like spearman, but, but you know, you know the the former uh, etymology sounds more romantic. What is etymology again? So etymology is the study of where words and names came from. Like, oh, okay. Like Jeanette, uh, uh, it, it's French. Uh, it's French, but it it, it actually. It, it's it the got, same. It's, it's I the think same. it's the same as either James or John. Uh, it's the same as John. Yeah, and it means like God's grace. God is gracious, or something like that. Yeah, Yah is gracious. Yeah, there are meanings to each person's name, and when you break down the meanings to different words or names, yeah, they actually have meaning. Yeah, more so in the meaning. Bible. Like, yeah, more so in the meaning, Bible. meaning like uh, mm -hmm. Nabal uh, means evil, fool. <laughs> it, it means fool. And it was the evil husband of uh, Abigail. Abigail, and mm -hmm. she said, "Oh, he's rightly named uh, Nabal." And then you have uh, Jacob, and mm -hmm. Esau. His, oh, his, Jacob's his name, name is means conniver, tri trickster. trickster. Yeah, and he tri tricked his uh, brother Esau, and Esau was like, "Isn't he rightly named Jacob?" Mm -hmm. So, yeah, names can actually be pretty interesting in the bible more so but there are definitely um play on words in in a lot a lot of words in a lot a lot of words but okay i get what etymology so those two words that you were sharing um he shall bring the flood are, are, are those two words that you said and i can't repeat them so it's muth and shalah muth and shalah are those are um hebrew words those are hebrew words oh okay and there's they mean he shall bring the flood uh dying he brings oh dying he brings okay i see so um i'll read the next verse it says 
here in verse 26 through 31, and hopefully you're able to follow along. Lamech lived 182 years and had a son. He called his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. After he begot Noah, Lamech lived 595 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. So what do you think about that? So <laughs> I have lots of questions about that, but tell me what you well, think. Well, we'll ask your questions first. Well, I just was just wondering, like, why would they think that this one will finally bring comfort from our toil of the cursed ground. Well, the, the ground was cursed because of Adam. Mm -hmm. uh, cursed be the ground because of you. Yeah. Uh, this prophecy by Lamech is sort of a mystery. Like when I was trying to look up a, like a commentary explaining this, uh, <laughs> kind of came up on a lot of dead ends because mm -hmm. they were too busy focusing on whether or not these people were actually people. What? Yeah, you have these uh, people who are trying to reconcile uh, secular dating based on Egyptian mythology, mm -hmm. uh, and they're trying to reconcile it with the Bible, so they're trying to add on an extra tent, an, an extra thousand, ten thousand years to uh, world history, so they're mm -hmm. trying to say that, like, from Adam to Noah were actually dynasties instead of actual um, people. Yeah, I know what you mean. Which I think is ridiculous because dynasties don't beget children and other sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that, that doesn't make any so sense. So there was a lot of um, just dead ends. So what what did so, you what did you come up with these verses? So, I heard one Answers in Genesis commentator speculate that this may refer to the fact that after the post, uh, after the flood, people had shorter lifespans, and that Noah's flood brought the comfort of a short life for people so that they wouldn't have to work very long, uh, because the, the Lord does confirm this prophecy in, uh, I think it's Genesis chapter 8, saying that no longer cursed is the ground because of you, uh, because man is just evil all the time. So he, he speculates that this means that now uh, people will have shorter lifetimes and they won't have to spend these long, like almost a thousand years toiling after the ground. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing as far as like why would anyone want to live a thousand years especially if the days of noah and the days of noah were so evil like you would have to see so much evil for so, so long much, so i don't think evil. i could i would much rather just not live that long on the earth you know i would rather you know how people when people die they're all, oh rest in peace you know i think people want to to rest they just want to go 
go away from all the evil and get away from all the evil. That's why, sadly, some people take their lives. But I would never do... I, I don't think that's a good thing to do. I, I think that people uh, thank God for the hope of of Jesus. Yeah, that, so yeah go ahead. This is actually... This uh, prophecy is actually a far fulfillment. Okay. So... What's a far fulfillment? So an, this is a concept in theology, near and far fulfillment. So a near fulfillment would be, uh, would be you are prophesying about something that is going to happen in the uh, near future. Mm -hmm. On the other or hand. Or maybe something that's happening while it was being written while it was at being that time. Written at that time. Uh, a far fulfillment would be something that is prophesied many, many years, like thousands. So something could have even, let's say we were reading something in, you know, the book of um, like Isaiah and you would have a near fulfillment, which would have been something that was happening at that time, but then there would be a prophecy prophesying the coming of the Lord, and that would be considered a far fulfillment. But then there's also prophecies that haven't even come to pass yet, even in our day and age, and we're still waiting for those. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, th this far fulfillment is because Jesus, who is greater than Noah, comforts us not with the promise of a shorter life but of eternal life mm. uh, and rest in him because uh, also that uh, concept of rest uh, the sabbath day see this all ties in so nicely because oftentimes we say rest in peace you know jesus is our ultimate peace the bible says that he is our wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace and that was a prophecy, even of itself. And that was in Isaiah. Um, so I think that, was it Isaiah 9-10? I think uh, um, that the beautiful thing is, is that if we don't have, if we feel like just hopeless, that the hope that we have for eternal rest and peace is in Jesus and we can continue to go on until he decides to take us you know like he can he can he can rapture us he can he can call us home to heaven any day any time and that's why we have to um, be very aware of how we live our lives here on this earth because we do have a next life and I wish I had quotes from that book heaven by randy alcorn about what heaven is is like because it just gives a lot of encouragement if you've never read that book it's a really good book it's kind of a big book it's a book kind of a theological book but it's very very encouraging i've tried to get through that book so many times <laughs> just because it's so big but it's worth it because oftentimes we never really talk about heaven and we should. And um, anyway, um, any okay, so the, closing thoughts? Well, it was this last verse. Okay. okay. And Noah was 500 years old, which is actually, th think of it. We said that all of them were getting like 
their first children at 100 years old, but now he's doing it for 500 years old. Mm -hmm. So he's obviously probably a very busy man. Yeah, he's probably made a lot of children. <laughs> and their children have made children and so on and so forth. And Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so in, in later episodes, we'll look closer at these sons, but for right now, we'll just identify them. Uh, Shem, the ancestor of the Semitic peoples, mm -hmm. like Shem, yeah. Sam. Okay, uh... Ham is the ancestor of the African uh, peoples, mm -hmm. uh, like, like Nubia, Ethiopia, mm -hmm. uh, some parts of uh, uh, Arabia and Phoenicia, uh, and Japheth, uh, who is uh, the, the main ancestor of the European peoples, like main, mainly around Greece and uh the caucasian mountains not the caucasian not, race not the caucasian race but not you're the caucasian saying the race caucasian the caucasian mountains and the ethnic groups that ethnic groups that had come from there there's a when, when we get into genesis chapter 10 we'll get into more detail mm -hmm. and explain where the myth of race came from oh i can't wait and also these Three people are not just those areas, it's all the world. Yeah, and how it spread out. And, and how it spread out. How we have all these different ethnic groups and where we mm -hmm. came from. Like, that's going to be very interesting. And one day I want to do a spit test. I'd like to know exactly what I am. Because my mom always told me I was like Heinz 57. But anyway, we've been having a really great discussion. And um, if... You're out there and you're listening and you're wondering, what in the world are they talking about? I have no idea. Um, first off, thank you for joining us. And second off, you know what? Leave a comment. Yes. Subscribe. Leave a friendly review. And um, and just tell us how we're doing. Um, and also just know that if you have any questions, go ahead and, you know, leave a comment. I think you can leave a comment on certain apps or try to get in touch with us through via Instagram or Facebook. But I also want to let you know that Jesus loves you and all this stuff that we've learned, um, the desire came from knowing Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus yet, just tonight or today or wherever you're at in the world, close your eyes and ask Jesus to become the Lord and Savior of your life. He is creator and he will open up your, your mind to understand these things by the power of the Holy Spirit. He will open up your heart to have a passion for these things and it'll blow your mind away if it hasn't already. And thank you for joining us on the Oh My Geekers, oh my Geekers podcast. podcast.